to the Strategic Imagination Sandbox, hosted by Learning Forte. I am Greg Klimovitz, Leadership and Community Development Consultant and the Lead Convener for the Strategic Imagination Sandbox. We return for the final portion of Episode 2 as we reflect on change and expansive hybridity as our collective reality with guest Jen James of Next Church and the CEO of Learning Forte, Stacey Williams-Duncan. Well, we're here at our final uh, part of episode two of the Strategic Imagination Sandbox. And again, we're joined with Stacey Williams-Duncan and Jen James of Next Church. Uh, so this concluding chapter of every episode hinges on assessment and evaluation of our work and leadership. And, and so we're just going to dive right in and ask, why is this important in a leader's work in the midst of change? Well, it keeps you honest. That it does. You know, I think this, it's what keeps you from change for change sake. And it really continues to, to hold up a mirror of, are you doing the things you said you would do? Are you actually getting to the impact you said you wanted to create? Um, are you holding those values in the decisions that you're making. And without that constant assessment and evaluation, you are unmoored, uh, you know, from, from all of those things you said you wanted to do and be. One of the assessment tools and resources that we at Learning Forte have been so transformed by is a model called the rise model for assessment. It's all geared toward and um, connected to Bloom's taxonomy of learning developed by an educator. And one of the things that she says all the time is that the goal and assess that the assessment is most effective when you center the goal so that we're not giving assessment just like on how were you um, as a person or as a facilitator, but what was the goal? And then let's assess that. And I have found that that's so important in this relationship and conversation about change, because I'm going to mess up as I facilitate moving organizations through this. And if I just get caught up in assessing how I did as a leader, then I'm not really doing an assessment that can serve the community well, or that can help me well. So like that, the grounding it in your values, grounding in what you were trying to do, um, all of that allows me to learn more about myself and the organization to learn more about the organization without making it a, per a personal attack. And so I think one of the really important things about assessment in this approach to hybridity and change and all of the different things we're trying to integrate is that idea that intentional assessment lets you center the goal instead of just defaulting to um, feedback on somebody's personality. Yeah, and I, I think that's such an important thing to lift up because in our church culture, I think evaluation has been negative. And it is sort of the place where we, you know, string up our leaders and point to their faults uh, or how they how it didn't go well. And 
all evaluation and assessment should really be in service to learning. That you may try something and it may fail miserably. And that is a complete and total loss if you don't learn from it. And I think that we have just no capacity for failure. And so when something doesn't go well, we never try it again. We like, that was a failure. No one showed up for that. Or, you know, we got some bad feedback about that. Or one person wrote a really angry email. And so we're not going to dip back into that pool again. And that really doesn't build our capacity to make change. Uh, and so it's like, what do we want to learn from this? Great. Do we want to try it again? How would we do it differently? Um, or maybe even acknowledgement that we're going to try something and it's probably going to fail and that's okay. Um, because we want to learn some stuff from this. What both of you are alluding to is, um, the work of assessment being in the right containers, if you will, but also within safe spaces. Um, and so as someone who values what it means to be connectional people, which is what Presbyterians talk about all the time, right? Um, how has connection to a community of mutual care, which is a large part of the strategic imagination sandbox, how is being connected to a community of mutual care related to your hard work as a leader and this work of assessment and as you alluded to accountability? Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm an Enneagram too. So this is like my love language here. If you don't have people that can be honest with you in, in a way that builds you up and doesn't tear you down, if you don't have those accountable partners that are either friends or colleagues, this is hard. Um, if you think that the goal of leadership is to be perfect, you're in for a lot of disappointment along the way. Um, and I, I think it's the community that cares for you that helps you take bigger risks. Uh, that helps you make smart leadership decisions. They're the people that are going to hold up those values uh, and say, you know, okay, I hear what you're saying here. Uh, I hear the decisions you want to make. How are those values impacting how you're going to lead? Um, and did you? You know, you said you wanted to be transparent in how you did this, were you? And if not, like, why not? You know, what held you back? Uh, but when it's in service to learning, that that is life-giving and not punitive. Yeah, that it's life-giving and not punitive. That's just an amazing way to think about assessment. I completely agree with you that we avoid assessment in the church or evaluation in the church. Um, and we forget that that is as life-giving as it can be learning. And, it, and that even when even with the assessment you get is, hey, this was a home run. That's still a moment of learning because then you can solidify and um, think about what you did and replicate that. 
um, one of the pieces about neuroscience that I think is so important to integrate in here is that the pause, the cognitive pause of doing reflection actually solidifies learning. And when we fail to take that cognitive pause, then the learning is not as conscious. Mm -hmm. And we're not actually sort of solidifying what we learned and interrogating it and considering it and thinking about it and um, making it more permanent. And so I think that as an educator, that's an important piece for us to um, emphasize from my perspective. So Stacy has already dropped one tool into the conversation, the RISE model, which um, you can look into it, Sandboxers, uh, for sure. We will be engaging it a little bit more down the road when we talk about uh, planning for feedback. But here's a quick moment for a little bit of a shameless plug. Uh, I'm wondering if you, if you could briefly share, Jen James, about a vital resource that your network has leveraged for the very work that you are saying here is so important. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Thank you for that invitation. Uh, Next Church uh, published a free uh, field guide several years ago called Cultivative Ministry. And uh, it is looking at a new way of assessment that is trying to get towards impact. And I'll give you a, a quick preview of what I think is the meat and potatoes of it, uh, which is what does your organization evaluate? And we talk about that there are three categories of things. There are your inputs, which are your resources, your uh, the people, the money, the buildings. There are the outputs, which are often your programs, that type of thing, and then impact. What is actually the result of those programs? And in the church, nine times out of 10, we are evaluating the input. We are evaluating how big the budget is, how many people showed up on a Sunday morning, what is the status of your building and the repairs that are needed. And if you're in a denomination uh, that's like the Presbyterians or something like that, you have to give statistics. And that is your evaluation. It is based on your inputs. If a church is, is really good, they may evaluate their outputs. They may evaluate how a program went, but very rarely does an organization or a church evaluate its impact. We stop short of that. So we say if 50 people showed up for this thing, it was a success. And that was probably not the impact you were hoping for. And if it was, then maybe you need to dig a little deeper around what are those big impacts you're hoping your, your church has in the world. Um, so it's a, it's a shift, right? And thinking about what it is that we assess. That is beautiful and friends, uh... Don't worry, we will make sure you're connected to that resource. The fact that it is a free resource is remarkable and is a gift of what you're doing, Jen. So thank you for that that plug. Um, 
so the, the, the final word that we have here is an invitation for you to give more or less a benediction. What would be your benediction to the folks listening into this conversation as they navigate change and continue to expand their understanding of hybridity? I haven't gotten my Ted Lasso reference in yet. So I'm going to use this as my opportunity to, to do so, which is uh, to be curious and not judgmental. And I want to dig deeper into that blessing and benediction to say, be that for yourself. Be curious about yourself as you are a leader in change. Be curious about the changes before you. Be curious about the why and your values. And don't judge yourself. I think as leaders, we, our hardest critics are ourselves. Uh, and so instead of judging yourself as a good leader or a bad leader or an exhausted leader or all the things, to be curious about how you are leading in that moment. <laughs> That is beautiful. Way to sneak it in at the end, too. I loved it. It was awesome. Thanks for listening into this episode of the Strategic Imagination Sandbox. As you continue to lean into your curious leadership, our hope is for you to be grounded in your values and supported within a learning community of mutual care. We look forward to sharing more as we collectively pursue the common good. A heads up. There is no podcast from month three of The Sandbox. We will share more as we intentionally set you free to experiment with the concepts we have already discussed and integrate them in bite-sized practices to enhance how you lead in the midst of change and pursue the common good in an increasingly hybrid world. Mm -hmm.